You're listening to episode 16 of the Thriving Mom podcast, and today we're talking about the gift of emotional eating. It's a treat. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. It's Valentine's Day, and have I got a treat for you. Because today, we're talking about emotional eating. Yes, I purposely chose to air this episode today because first of all, a lot of us are in the lovey-dovey mode, you know. It's like the only day we get to feel loved and show love to others. Which, hint, hint, you could totally do any time of the year. Secondly, today also brings up a lot of emotions for people, whether good or bad. And if you're prone to eating emotionally today, then I'm hoping this episode will give you the tools that you need so that you can eat without the guilt and shame that comes afterwards. Now, our guest today is Stephanie Dodier, a clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. She's also a speaker, podcast host, and creator of the Going Beyond the Food Method, which is a global coaching and online education platform focused on helping women make peace with food and their body so that they can live a fulfilling life right now. And she's also my mentor and coach who helped me really solidify my relationship with my body after so many years of thinking that I already had things pat down. When it came to body image, she has so much knowledge and passion about this topic of emotional eating, and I cannot wait for you to listen to our conversation Just to pick your interests, we talk about what emotional eating really is, how you can see it as a gift rather than something to avoid. Yes, I know a lot of us struggle with this. The questions you should be asking yourself and how you can process your emotions. Ladies, it is packed. So I'm just going to stop talking now. Here's my conversation with Stephanie. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you here. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be on your podcast. That's awesome. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) I was just telling the listeners before you jumped on that I learned so much from you about body image and emotional eating. And I know that there's many of us who struggle with emotional eating and we don't want to admit. We recognize that we eat emotionally. Mm -hmm. Some people are still in denial. So I'm just wondering before we dive in, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you went from struggling with emotional eating to being an emotional eating expert? Absolutely. So I have a 25-year dieting career, and part of my relationship to food and why I was on and off diet most of my life was because of the emotional connection to food. At a very young age... I had trouble dealing with my environment and I was causing a lot of emotion in me and I chose food as a method of coping unconsciously, obviously, because at 12 or 13, you don't consciously make those decisions. But 
Some people will do sports. Some people will do screaming or I think other coping. Mine was food. So I started cooking and eating a lot when I was young as a way of coping with my emotion that I didn't know how to handle. And then so fast forward to where I am today, what got me into the world of nutrition was this relationship to food. And until I figured out what emotion was and how emotional eating was simply a coping mechanism, when I impact that, it changed my relationship to food completely. So that's why I say I'm an expert because I've got a 25-year experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you do. And you say it so well because I feel that some of us, we were not taught how to manage our emotions. And for me, I know that's a big thing that I'm learning as a mom, just letting my kids have their time and processing those emotions because... Yes. Like you said, we don't want them to find these other coping mechanisms. Some people turn to drugs, some do alcohol, some shop, some sex. And it's just, you pick your, your medicine of choice, right? So yeah. it's really exciting to just know that there's a way out. But one of the things I find is people often confuse emotional eating with overeating and binge eating. And you say they're different. So can you shed some light on these behaviors and how they might be different or similar? Absolutely. So we're going to exclude something out of the way right away. So binge eating disorder is actually a disease, mm -hmm. both in Canada and the United States. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about more a disordered eating, which is not a diagnosis or a medical condition. Mm -hmm. So for me to explain the difference between emotional eating, overeating and binge eating, I think it would be appropriate to clearly understand what emotional eating is. Mm -hmm. So emotional eating is eating in response to an emotion. Like if you break down the word, that's what it is. Stress eating is eating in response to stress, right? It's basically eating in response to an emotion. And an emotion is simply a wave of energy in our body right? We, something happened in our life. We see something out of our eyes. Our brain computes a response to that event. It sends a, mes a message down in our body via our nervous system. And it's just a bunch of sensation. It's a wave of energy and it comes out as an emotion. Mm. These emotion, if we're not taught how to process them, which most of us, by the way, have never been taught. Mm -hmm. I know I haven't. And that we'll go into processing the emotion later. But if we're not taught how to process these emotions, it can feel scary. It can feel overwhelming, literally overwhelming. Like panic attack are typically that. They're just an extreme level of anxiety where people panic because they don't know how to feel their emotion. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to your question. What is emotional eating, overeating, and binge eating? It's an escalated response to a level of emotion in your body. The more intense the emotion, in some cases, the more intense will need to be the coping mechanism. But it's all coming back from the same place. It's a response to a certain level of emotion. That's good. And can you expand a little bit more on that? When you say emotional eating is a gift, tell us why. Once you understand, right, what I just explained, mm -hmm. which is that emotional eating is a coping mechanism to the emotion in your body, then you can switch the lens from emotional eating being a problem to an opportunity to learn, to a gift. Mm. 
So every time you feel an urge to eat, the, the first place you need to go to is, am I fed, right? Am I hungry? Let's get this out of the way, make sure that you're fed properly. But let's imagine you just ate and you still feel full. And then all of a sudden you feel the drastic urge to go have the food you're typically restricting. Let's mm-hmm. think chocolate here for a minute, right? <laughs> chips. Chocolate <laughs> and chips are big ones. Or popcorn. <laughs> Basic stuff like yeah. popcorn, chips, chocolate, right? So if you suddenly feel the urge, like this is what emotional eating is a sudden urge and an obsessive urge. So you have this urge. It's a gift. It's an opportunity to say, say, whoa, what's going on? What is happening that all of a sudden I'm obsessed with the chocolate in the pantry? Mm-hmm. It's a gift for you to stop. In my case, I teach, take a breath. <sighs> what is going on? What emotion am I experiencing? What event is occurring in my life that I feel that I need to cope with, with chocolate? It gives you this gift to understand yourself better. That's why I call emotional eating a gift. Yes. And it's such a beautiful gift. I know before I met you, I just thought every time there's an emotional eating experience, I felt so bad and ashamed. And I feel like a lot of us women, that's what we do. But when we see it as this gift, as this signal to our bodies that something is needed deeper beyond the chocolate, right? Beyond the popcorn, what is at the root of that? And I appreciate you for bringing that to us. So if we recognize that emotional eating is a gift and we know we're not hungry, how then do we manage this emotional eating? If you think about it this way, do you really want it to stop? Oh, that's a a big question. (laughs) Do you want to stop? Right. So let's say you're, let's imagine this into your car, right? You're driving your car and we all have a dashboard in our car. And then the engine light comes up. It's orange. Do you want to take the light bulb out of the engine light? Or do you want to go to your mechanic? Mm. Right. So when you see emotional eating as a gift, think of it as the engine light leaping to signal you there's a problem in the engine. It's orange right now. You need to act. It's not crisis yet. It's just beeping. If you say, how do I stop emotional eating? It'd be like taking the light out completely. Mm -hmm. So one day you'll be driving your car and kaboom, it'll stop right there because there's no more signal. Right. Mm -hmm. So my question is more, how can I process my emotion better? So I don't get to the point where I have this huge urge to cope with the discomfort. How do I learn to manage my emotion? And then up the stream even more, how do I learn to engage with life so that I don't create so much disturbing emotion? Mm. That's when the world of talk work comes in and self-coaching. That's way upstream. But first, can we learn to process our emotion better? Mm. That's, that's a lot to unpack. Processing our emotion, I think it's where, where we want all to be right? So how do we process our emotion would be more the question to ask ourselves. Yeah. And do you have some practical ways that we could do that? I know you talked about just taking a breather and pausing, but what are some other things that we could do? For me, I call it creating the gap, right? Mm -hmm. So from the moment you feel this urge to have the chocolate, first of all, you don't restrict the chocolate. You say to yourself, like, if I want to have the chocolate, just give me five minutes, 
create that gap between the moment you feel the urge and the moment you walk to the pantry. Take that five minutes and do something productive with it Mm -hmm. to figure out why you crave the chocolate. It could be a breath. It could be writing in your journal, like download everything that's going on right now. could be going for a walk. Let's say you're at home. You've got three kids running around like you do, right? (laughs) I'm going to go in the bathroom for five minutes. Mom's taking a time out, (laughs) right? You put the oldest one in charge. You go in the bathroom, you close the door, and then you do whatever you do in the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. Creating that gap so you can move from reacting to the urge Mm -hmm. to actually responding to it by processing it. My favorite method is breeding because it's free. Yeah. And you can do it anywhere. Literally, you could be in the middle of the living room with the kids and you could still breed. So breeding for me is is that formula that's a win-win for everyone. And when you breed, you just go into your body and you feel those sensation. Sometimes I'll give the cue to use a little balloon. Imagine you have a balloon inside of your body and with every breath in, you inhale, you blow up the balloon and you exhale. That is a game changer for many women. Mm. Yeah, so very simple. Very simple, doesn't cost you anything. You can do it anywhere. I love it. I love it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just moving on from that, there are some people who feel like they need a lot more and they need some tools to support them. So Mm -hmm. in intuitive eating, we talk about, you know, creating all these supports. Like if you need comfort, what are the tools that you could use for comfort? What are the tools you can need to reconnect? Because some of that has to do with reconnection. Some of it is just try to distract yourself. Mm -hmm. So would you mind uh, sharing with us any other tools that you have for yourself that you use? So for me, I want to say, let's step back five or eight years. It would have been for me, the breath, right? And distracting myself by doing something else, right? Going for a walk, right? But I've never been a fan of completely putting my head in the sand, (laughs) right? Because some people will teach. I remember a coach teaching me this back when I was chasing weight loss to Put your head in the sand, like pretend that it's not there and just distract yourself from it. It never just sat right with me because I knew this is just avoiding a problem. Like there's a problem. Let's fix it. Right. And you're not really processing. You're not giving yourself the chance to process what's going on. Absolutely. So avoidance, but productive avoidance, like going for a walk for maybe just five minutes, but by yourself, figuring out what is getting you so tangled up in your emotions and reframing the situation. There's always a different way to see whatever is causing you to have so much emotion. Always guaranteed. Oh, I love that one. Even if you think there's like, it's absolutely the other person's the problem, perhaps, but there's also another way. Just stay open. To be able to reframe it another way. And that, again, will take the pressure lid off of the emotions and then come back inside the house and say, okay, how do I feel now? Do I still want the chocolate? Mm -hmm. And if you do, go and have it. Don't restrict it. Because the moment you restrict it, you are creating another pattern that's going to about to happen later in the day or the next day. Mm -hmm. 
because you're restricted and then you're going to eat out of frustration. Like it's just never ending loop. Exactly. It's like pouring fuel into the fire. So we want to make sure that we're addressing what comes. And this is something I learned from you about thought work, where we have to take responsibility for how we interpret things that are happening. Because if you're eating in response to what someone did to you, guess what? You're the one suffering. I know. And you're eating for them and they just move on with their lives. So that's the really good thing to think about. Just giving yourself that gap in that space. This is so awesome. I really, (laughs) I'm just like getting goosebumps. Even though I've heard you talk about this a lot, it's still like new to me. And it just makes me really excited to hear about it. One final thing I wanted to ask is just, we've talked about emotional eating. And one of the messages for this podcast is all about helping women thrive. Mm -hmm. So what does thriving mean to you? Freedom. Oh, freedom to see emotional eating from that perspective, not being so stuck in my head of only seeing things one way that I cannot see it any other way than what diet culture has taught me for 25 years. Mm. I have a freedom of thinking about life the way that I want to. Exactly. And you can always change your mind. I don't need a license from anyone, (laughs) right? I decided that I was going to see emotional eating as a gift, my choice, my mind, my choice, right? Yeah. I have to sit with that one for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple. It's very, very simple. But that's the gift of thought work, Mm. right? Because when you have this way of taking self-responsibility for your thoughts, like when you go up the stream and you take responsibility for your thought, you then realize, hey, I can think what I want. Absolutely. That's incredible. Freedom. Yes. Freedom. There's so much waiting out there beyond what we think. Well, this has been fun. I mean, I could talk to you all day about this, but I'm really glad that you've helped us normalize emotional eating in a way that many of us have probably never heard of before. So I know that the women in this community will benefit. I've definitely learned from this. And before you go, I just want you to share with us where we can find you, learn more about you and the work that you do. Well, since we're on a podcast, the best way for people to know me is via my podcast. It's called Going Beyond the Food Show. And when you come to my world on the podcast, we created a roadmap, right? Because we have 270 plus episodes. It's a bit overwhelming right? If you're talking about emotion that can overwhelm people, just don't go eat. <laughs> Listen so we to created the a roadmap, <laughs> right? So when you come in, you go to my website, stephaniedodzi.com slash roadmap. And then we send you the top 15 episodes you should start with. So we'll mm-hmm. kind of direct you in the flow of episode. And then it'll give you all the basic episode, like what is intuitive eating, the myths about intuitive eating and body image and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I would say people find me start with the podcast and the roadmap. Oh, that's awesome. That's very straightforward. And I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate that. So I'll include a link to that in the show notes for those who want to grab it. Yeah, this has been really exciting. I I just want to say thank you for chatting with me. This has been awesome, Stephanie. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. All right, friends. I told you it was going to be a good one. I'm hoping you had lots and lots to think about. I'd love to hear your takeaways, so please send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. And let me know what's one thing that stood out to you and what can you do differently when it comes to emotional eating. I'm curious to know. 
So if you found this podcast episode helpful, I would encourage you to download it, share it with a friend, and please leave me a review so that other moms can find the podcast. It would mean so much to me. That's all I got for you this week. I have a bonus episode about how you can commit to eating as self-care coming up, but I won't say when. So if you're yet to subscribe or follow us, just hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast player and you'll know when that episode drops. Trust me, you don't want to miss that one. Okay, I hope you have an awesome week ahead and remember to process your emotions and as always, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.